Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Joy Gasm, a video game and movie podcast. I am Russ, Xbox Live, Toaster360. He is Steve, Xbox Live, Stevevich. And we're having a blasty blast being ghosts in Tsushima. In episode 184 today, July 30th, 2020. We have a lot of developments today. Gaming news includes Sekiro and Neo 2 updates. Cuphead on a new console. Moon Studios' new game and Halo campaign player count revealed. Movie news features Pixar's new movie and two pop culture classics getting the 4K treatment. Our topic of the day, in case you didn't guess, is Ghost of Tsushima Impressions, which you can fast forward to if you look at the timestamps located in this episode's detailed section of iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, etc. Otherwise, just keep listening. Steve. Are you sure it's Tsushima or is it Tsushima? Tsushima. Uh, it, I don't know. Hmm. I, I, it's my, my best educated guess. Or is it Tsushima? Sh- su- <laughs> when I've seen <laughs> the reviews, the, the general consensus is it's pronounced Tsushima. Hmm. Which is at least the T has been addressed. The, yeah, like the, the T, T is basically silent. Has been hacked off. Indeed. <laughs> the T is now a cantana. Indeed. Well, Russ, I can tell you now that we are finished with a couple of Netflix shows. Ah, uh, isn't uh Luke Cage? Uh, we finished Luke Cage, and we finished Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. I finished Longmire. Uh, I thought you had already finished that. Finally! No. I Wasn't that the, m- the one show that you were not really jazzed about, but for some reason you just kept watching it? Well, <laughs> I, it's not like a crazy exciting show. It's a nice show to just like wind down the day and kind of chill. Oh, before I forget, there is a Transformers series on Netflix. Have you seen that? No. I think it's available now. I I think, I don't know if it's 3D or 2D. I want to say it's 2D. Hmm. Uh, I'm not exactly sure, but it's getting good reviews. Well, I wasn't sure if you had uh, uh taken a little peek. Haven't seen it, Russ, but I'll take a look. Look, see, yeah. might have to look it up in the uh, little application over here while you're yapping away. Yeah, yeah. it's called it's something like Transformers, Transformers War on Cybertron or Cybertron. Something like that. I'm sure it's got some. That's probably in the title somewhere. Apparently, it is more of an emphasis on kind of like the OG '80s Transformers as yeah. opposed to the Michael Bay films. No, nah, it's probably better mm-hmm. in the long run. Less. Uh, Less groin jokes, you know? Indeed. <laughs> Less uh, <laughs> approaching the scrotum of uh, the, uh, you know. The Transformers have left the pubescent ears behind them. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and, oh, and we are one episode away from finishing Narcos Mexico. I thought you finished that one already. No. Well, there's this is the second season. There's no, There was Narcos season one, season two with uh-huh. Pablo Escobar. I saw that. Did you, Russ? I did. Did you see the whole thing? Uh, yes. Okay, I think I actually did. <laughs> we and talked then, about it. And then there's Anarcos Mexico. 
Now that I have not seen. Right. No, who's in it though is the um, who he, uh, he was one of the the main characters in uh, Rogue One. Uh, I forgot his name. Uh, he was flying around. <laughs> I'll look him up. I'll uh, I'll, uh, I'll find him out. Rose. Okay. Other than that, you know what? I you know I just uh just been playing a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of goat lately. A lot mm. of GOT, Ghosts Indeed. of Tsushima. Not to be confused with Game of Thrones. Right. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, no. I haven't watched That's not what you got. You got something else. Winter has definitely not come back. Well, actually, and that, I mean, as far as I've gotten in the game, that is true. That is correct. Yeah. I, I have not seen any kind of winter at all. But that would be cool. It would be cool. Especially how they've had they've fashioned like the environment. That would look pretty dramatic. Indeed. And what would look cool too. Now I haven't ever tested this out, but apparently you can you can make the game like whole just black and white. Yes, that's one of the options at the beginning. Then in addition to being able to choose between English or Japanese. You can choose that throughout you can flip that over during the game. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, you know how you know how I know that? I uh, no. Okay, because I did it, Russ. Ah, uh, I thought you had chosen English at I the beginning. Did choose English in the beginning and had been twitching it. And in the middle of twitching, I'm going. I'm saying, man, I wish there was a Japanese option where I can just change all the language to Japanese. Like, why? Why isn't that available? And then I slowed down, probably on the third night, fourth night that I had been twitching it. Mm-hmm. Just to look at the options. And I wasn't even looking for it. And then I discovered it when I feel like a maroon right now. A maroon. <laughs> so sorry, I, are you saying that you have now been playing the game with yes. the Japanese like good for you, Steve. I am proud of you. Yes. And it's been it's been good. But but I will say that there there is some there is plus and minuses to, to both. Um, sure. Yeah. So, um, anyhow, I haven't been actually playing that much else. I've really been focusing on that game. I think I played like one round of Legends of Runeterra, and there was an update to the game, and I was like really tired, and I just, I just got to play it, just get a loot box or something, and then go to bed. <laughs> so I didn't really look into that too much. So it's basically been tying the knots on a few Netflix shows, Russ, and then, oh, you know what my wife and I are going to do too? We're going to we're going to get the last season of Twenty Four. That's coming. I thought you saw it. Already. No, I I I I am not. I I think season nine is the last one with Jack Bauer. With what's his face as being Jack Bauer? It is so weird how much TV you're watching. What? <laughs> Normally, it's I would say it's more like. Uh, I don't know, 60-40 leaning toward games, sometimes even 70-30, but now it's like 70-30 leaning movies, uh, TV shows. Yeah. Try and swish it up a bit, you know? Uh, apparently. But um, other than that, it's been a pretty good week. You know, July in Texas. It, uh, Tejas. I do, and out nice there. sweaty. Yeah. A little sweaty everywhere. I'll tell you, once the, if the breeze is blowing... It's actually pretty pleasant, but mm. if the breeze is gone, nowhere to be found, it's pretty heavy. Yeah, the, the word stagnant suddenly takes on a whole new meaning, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes, it does. We, uh, My wife and I played some aerobie, which is... I don't even know what that is. Yes, you do. 
You know what a Roby is because I used to have one. It's that Frisbee that is hollow. It's like a plastic. It's more like a ring. Yes. It's more like a ring. You can like throw it for like miles yes, on end. Yes, it makes you an expert Frisbee thrower, like anybody. <laughs> and you can throw it for miles. And, and you almost lost mine in the beach in Maui. I remember that, yeah. actually. Yeah. In sixth grade, I like, let's throw it. I'm like, I don't know, Russell, kind of close to the water. I don't want to lose it. I've never <laughs> seen this at another store. I don't want it to go away. You're like, yes, it was fun. And then you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and you tossed it, and the wind mm-hmm. caught it, and it just sailed out to sea. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at you like, well, are you going to get it? Because, uh, you know, you <laughs> threw it out there. The winds of Hawaii just lifted that and uh, let it float on and on. Yeah, and you just, you. I was actually kind of impressed. You, you're like, yeah, go get it. I'm like, you are? Really? Oh, cool. Sweet. <laughs> and so you went out in the water and swam out, and I kind of looked at mom and dad. I'm like, Russ is swimming out to sea. You want to <laughs> say something or do something? And they're like, yeah, eating, drinking, freezing on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the dolphins will swim him back if he gets lost. <laughs> And so and I saw you swim out there. You're like, on, like kind of riding the wave. Waves weren't really that big. It was a pretty calm beach, but um, you got it and swam back. And I'm like, ah, thanks, Russ. Mm. Anyhow, aloha. So we were tossing around the aerobi. And where were you tossing this? This was kind of near the house. It's kind of a small park near a little pond, Russ. Kind of on the right as you're driving in. Uh-huh, okay. I pointed out to you. Anyway, there's, okay. there's a nice little grassy area that uh just out in the open and we were tossed around the frisbee. Well, um wifey tossed it a little too hard and it flew right past me and Steve, I'm not surprised in the leak style. I was just about to say I can totally picture uh, Sarah really hooking the bejesus out of that thing and uh yeah. You know, suddenly having that look of surprise kind of spread over her right. face as she realizes that it has gone into the stratosphere. Right. So, uh, and then it rolled around and it was like on its, on its edge, like a bicycle wheel. I'm like, you're running after this thing in July. <laughs> and it rolls under a tree and I'm like, oh, no problem. I'll just go under the tree and get it. Well, this tree looks beautiful and blossomy on the top, but below it, the tree's defense mechanisms are like, half-inch thorns, like just nails sticking out of these branches. And I didn't see it. I'm like, I moved this branch out of the way. Get out of my way. And I totally went (laughs) and poked and I stabbed, like impaled my thumb. It was bleeding all down my arm and stuff. I'm like, I'm okay. I'm not going to ruin the day even though I'm hurt. (laughs) Um, It was pretty nasty. And it's still kind of like, F you. (laughs) (laughs) I got one. Who got blood? This is going to be good fertilizer. That's how it is out here in Texas. Everything's just pissed off. Yeah. You know, well, I would say even uh, perpetually pissed off. No matter what you Insects are pissed yeah. and plants are pissed. Weather's pissed. Everything, yeah. Everything out here is pissed. Well, I don't know about it. Everything out here is not pissed. Well, uh, Russ, you're locked in the house too if much. If I had to wager a guess, I mean, it's like everything pissed, but it's like they all had too much sweet tea, so they're too immobilized to really do anything about how pissed off they are. Like the wasps be like, I'd sting the crap out of you if I didn't drink five pitches of iced tea. 
Mm. My wasps aren't like that. <laughs> Do no, they sting you? <laughs> no, they just kind of buzz around like, oh, uh, you got anything for me to add to my nest on uh, the second floor of your house? Oh, got those uh, daddy long some... legs and, like, just kind of yeah. dangling with their, their wings. <laughs> hey, what you doing down there? You like my feet? So, um, also, one last thing here, Russ, is uh, I went to the doctor today. Mm. I haven't been to the doctor since I was married. <laughs> I haven't been to the doctor since I was five. And uh, <laughs> I've been, I'm usually, I take pretty good care of myself. You know, the crazy thing is, nothing really has changed. I'm healthy. This beard is the same and everything yeah. else. Yeah, you know, anyhow. <laughs> yeah, you know, I got my blood drawn, and I went. Oops, sorry, I got a little excited. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> and um, everything was fine. It was great. Well, I go to the doctor today, Russ. Your blood pressure's up, isn't it, Steve? It is up. Crying out freaking loud. Man, call me a soothsayer. Oh, it must be all the lack of sleep. I think it's a mixture of things. But this is what happens. So I'm sitting there. Just call me your personal oracle, Steve. And I'm trying to stay calm. There is no spoon. They, they put the little clip on my pointer finger and they wrap my arm in the little cinch, whatever that thing is, the little vital machine. The what? Oh, the, the little, little pinchy thing? Yeah, the, the, the wrap around, the little, the little Velcro strap thing. They wrap uh, around. You know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. So she, take your blood pressure. Right, yeah, the blood pressure. Mm-hmm. So she hits the button. Things goes... Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, breathe. Those things, I always feel like squeeze you a little too hard. It's kind of, it, it, I don't know, it's almost counterproductive in my opinion yeah. about you want to have a, an accurate reading of blood pressure, but when some sort of foreign element is clamping down on your bicep yeah, in a way that's kind of like, okay, it's getting firm. Okay, it's getting harder. Okay. <laughs> I'm turning purple. I know. <laughs> and then meanwhile, the nurse is like, oh, your blood pressure is kind of high. It's like, no. you know, I, so, it's not like I was dying to be here in the doctor's office yeah. to begin with. And uh, that combined with this thing over here, this apparatus. Yeah. So think of it like this. The last time I got my blood pressure taken was right like the day, either it was the day <laughs> before I was married or like two days before I was I totally married. thought you were saying, so the last time I got my blood pressure, they thought I was a dead man. I, I literally <laughs> had the pulse of a dead person. So, and then when I had my blood pressure taken, they're like, oh, that's a, okay, that's, that's a little bit higher than normal. Let's just take it again. And I, and I said, okay, yeah, sure. And they said, well, are you stressed about anything? And I said, yeah, maybe, I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm getting married to, you know, tomorrow and I just want everything to fall in place. They're like, oh, well, well we're kind of surprised it's not higher than it is. I'm like, yeah, thanks. And then it turned out to be okay. Foreshadow. Yeah. So this time they go, it cinches down and then the machine stops and then she looks at it. And then looks at me and looks back at it and goes, oh, um, <laughs> that's high. I'm like, uh, yeah, well, you know, I haven't been sleeping that well. We just had a big sales meeting. Um, I haven't had anything to eat. I'm running on coffee right now. Um, <laughs> since 8 o'clock this morning, that's all I've had an entire day. And then the doctor's appointment was at 2 in the afternoon. So I said, take it again. 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 And so then I closed my eyes TIA. and I thought I was at the beach and I tried to envision the waves and the sand <laughs> and just laying there smelling the salt. And then you remembered me hucking your little discus yeah. into the water and the, the blood pressure right. spiked back in. So no, it didn't spike again. It actually did go down. It did go down, but it's higher than average. And so they're like, no, we got to talk to you about your blood pressure. I'm like, yeah, talk, just, 
okay, fine, whatever. So they talk to me for a little bit. And then they go, oh, go ahead and take out your shirt. I'm like, there's supposed to be a meet and greet. Now, why am I taking off my clothes? Like, you know, I, I don't want to get you know you that well. I don't even know if I'm not even choosing these as my doctor. You're yet. not even taking me out to dinner. What yeah, is really? this? Like, uh, okay, doc. Yeah, it's funny. So I saw. So I, I wore my banana hammock yeah. just for you. <laughs> I was prepared for tonight. I, I but, had a uh, feeling you are going to tease me. <laughs> Here to tease you right back. <laughs> Surprise, honey. This was supposed to be for you, but now it's for everybody. I intentionally turned it so it's inverted. <laughs> so anyhow, he take, I take off my shirt. And I'm laying there. And he's like rubbing around my ribs and my He's giving gut. you a sensual massage. Yeah. He's like, you like that? <laughs> Oh, is that too hard for you? I'm like, uh, uh, can uh, I have my wife do this instead? <laughs> What's with the essential oils? He's like, no, don't go to sleep on me. I'm like, oh, you're a little bit close to my ear. A little bit too close. Um, Why is your beard next to my earlobe? Um, so his, his lips are like, yeah. <laughs> don't you worry, Mr. Perkins. Wait for me. So anyhow, he... Touches something in my stomach. Now, I always thought, hey, you know, I've been doing my crunches. I've been doing my planks. I've been doing my sit-ups. I got a, I got, I got my, a nice little two-pack. I got my 14-pack, yo. <laughs> I got a, I got a, I got a couple, I got a couple abs. Mm. All right. <laughs> a two that I can be proud of. I got about a three-quarter of an ab. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, so he, again, he, so he pushes and he goes, and he goes, ooh, what's that? I'm like, it's a muscle. It's my stomach muscle. He goes, that's kind of firm. And I'm like, yeah, it's supposed to be. It's a muscle. And he, and he goes to the other side. He goes, I don't feel it over there. He goes, comes back, but I feel it here. And he, go, and he looks to his assistant. He goes, come over here. I'm like, great. I'm on the table. Something's wrong. What's going on? Anyway, long story short, I'm getting my blood drawn soon because they don't know what's in my gut. And they're like, does that hurt? Is that sensitive? I'm like, I don't feel a thing. So is it in your belly? It's like right below my rib on my right side. Hmm. Don't know what it is, Russ. Could be a bunch of gas. <laughs> Might be a third nipple. Where did that come from? <laughs> well, hopefully it's nothing. Hopefully, uh, maybe it was just uh, yeah. you, you hadn't gone to the chiropractor, so you had mm. something out of alignment or something. Uh, or may maybe you just do uh, sit-ups very weird. Yeah. <laughs> do them to like one side, one angle. <laughs> I only want this one pack. One pack. Yeah. My oh, one my. pack is actually, it's, it's big and it's flabby. It's got a belly button right in the center of it. it it's, it's not a belly button. It's a dimple. <laughs> <laughs> a belly dimple. Jeez. Oh. So uh, that's the latest with me. Probably TMI. Just thought you should know. Nonsense. Well, I've been doing a lot of similar things as you. I have been dedicated, unlike you, to Legends of Runeterra. I've continued to enjoy myself. The update to the game is actually pretty cool, although I will mm. say I have not actually committed to the financial upgrade portion of of it because they they have a bunch of thingies in there. It's kind of like a new uh, system design of sorts, and so um, you know I'm looking to see like like if there is anything that would be worth it. But it's all cosmetic. It's all fun little new guardians, and if you wanted to get some additional shards and that sort of thing, my shard count 
In addition to various cards that are uh, ranging from champion to casual, Steve, is actually growing quite a bit because I've pretty much unlocked all the cards that I want to unlock. I don't have them all unlocked at this point, but it's I'm actually feeling uh, at a pretty groovy spot, I got to say, because if they decide that they're going to release any new regions in the future, I'm sitting pretty, Steve. I'm going to be able to unlock a lot of stuff immediately. Russ, as long as you shard in the game and not in your pants. That's right. At least in the games, they're green and shiny. Oof, that'd be bad if there's that way around. Well, in my situation, it's brown and shiny. Ah, polished. Nice uh, specular highlighting on that puppy. Glitter. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun. Been missing you. I wish you were on there so we could play some more Legends of Runeterra, but mm. you're too busy watching TV shows. I see how it is. <laughs> I'm also, uh, it's no surprise or secret, or for that matter, I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima as well as you have. I will say that one of the fun details about this is you and I have both been playing on two different platforms. So, right. um, you know, we do our Twitch stream every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time, but we've also, on various nights with that, we actually have some extra time available to us, have been playing the game um just kind of, you know, if, if you happen to see a little notification come through, it'll t- let, let you know that uh, we're, we're doing it. But what I thought was really fun is, so on Wednesday nights in particular, Steve has actually been streaming on Twitch. Taking over Twitch. And I have been playing the game on YouTube. And so it works out really nicely in terms of um, us building our, our audience and building our, our availability and accessibility to that audience. Just because um, traditionally speaking, we, we tend to just stick on, on Twitch because that's kind of like our, our main platform. But we're looking to, to see what we can do. And this game actually facilitates that um, in a much better light. I, sh- I suppose more accurately speaking, the PS4 makes it a bit more uh, friendly in order for that to happen. But I think it's cool, though, because like, you know, sometimes I'll have you on on my phone just to see where you're at and then I'm playing that sort of thing. And uh, it's it's been fun. It's it's been it's been a nice uh, adventure thus far, and we'll we'll get to that in a bit. Lastly, I, along with a wife, have been watching more of the older TV show called Community, and this apparently came out several years back. We totally missed the boat on it. I had no idea it even existed, but. It is a funny show. Like if, if you and your woman are looking for a, a pretty funny show, something that, that's got some, some pretty good comedy to it that makes fun of the junior college experience. Ah. Hence the uh, name community, like as in community right. college. Sure. I would highly recommend it. It is a lot of fun. Both my wife and I uh, laugh at it. We think it's funny. There's just, there's just lots of uh, great characters in it. So come highly recommend it to you. get into our good old-fashioned gaming news. The first story up here is that Sekiro Shadows Die Twice has a free update to add Boss Rush, new outfits, and remnants. So to go into more detail for this, uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice will be getting a new update on October 29th, 2020 that will add the aforementioned items. Um, 
and also will uh, allow players to send messages to help each other on their journey, which is pretty cool, I must say. Activision Games blog announced the first part of this update is the reflections and gauntlets of strength, which can be accessed through the sculptor's idols. The reflections of strength allows four players to take on any previously defeated boss. The Gauntlets of Strength, on the other hand, has you facing off against Sekiro's bosses in consecutive battles. If the Wolf, which by the way, Steve, I know you haven't played this, that is the main character of the game, were to die at any point, he would have to start from the beginning, as is appropriate for such a game as Sekiro. Beginning, like you're at the end of the game, you die, you have to start the entire game over. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is just the uh, it's it's the way I interpret it is it's kind of like Mortal Kombat, where like you have that tower of characters that you're trying to make your way through, you know, and it's, it's almost like a survival. Uh -huh. If you lose once, you gotta start all the way back to the beginning. <laughs> The Sculptor's Idols will also allow the wolf to change into three new outfits, including Tingu and... Get your shoes off my foot! <laughs> Sorry about that. I was like, ah, that's comfy. <laughs> you get new carpet, Rose? Real spongy. I like it. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, the Sculptor's Idols will also allow the wolf to change into three new outfits, including Tingu and old... Ashina Shinobi. Two of these outfits can be unlocked via gauntlets, while a third is unlocked by beating the game once. It should be noted that all outfits are purely cosmetic in nature, which, you know, that's the way it should be. That's what it should be. Remnants are recordings of players' actions for up to 30 seconds at a time. After a player records one of these remnants, it can be uploaded along with a message to help others make their way through Sekiro. If a community member watches and rates a remnant. The owner of it will have their own HP recover for free. A uh -huh. little bit of an interesting dynamic to that. Um, I, I would say if you are playing it for the first time or even like maybe if, if they're debuting the game on a new platform, like I think... If I remember correctly, I think Google Stadia is going to be getting the oh, game. Oh, that's going to be popular. <laughs> you know, the platform <laughs> that nobody plays on. Uh, but anyway, it's it's... I think it's cool given the fact that Ghost of Tsushima has been released. I think it's only appropriate that one of the other uh, predominantly katana-wielding ninja samurai-esque type of game also has some sort of update as well. I think it's really cool. Which, by the by, not to be uh, <clears throat> left in the dust, Neo 2 uh, also has a bit of an update in terms of um, their first DLC pack, which is called the Tingu's Disciple. It has a tough new challenge. Apparently, it's the long-awaited first DLC pack, and uh, it will be released on July 30th. It features a new storyline, new weapons, and abilities. The uh, Tingu's Disciple... Oh, Discipline. The Tingu's Disciple is set in the Halan period during the Jinpei... Jinpei? Is it Jinpei or Jinpei? Yeah. War, a national civil war that raged in Japan from 1180 to 1185. The new weapon in the DLC is the Split Staff, which is a staff that can be used for close quarters combat, but with a long press of the attack button transforms into a mid-range weapon as the ends extend on flexible chains. This is sounding pretty exotic. I think I know what they are describing. It is a fast-paced attack weapon that allows you to close the gap on enemies and seems to be useful. 
as a new addition to Leo's arsenal. I am totally guilty, by the way, of not playing this. You know, I bought that game. I have not played it yet. And that's surprise, also on PS4. Surprise. I'm ashamed to do it. Sorry. So am I. It is really cool, though, to think about how over the past year we've gotten three critically acclaimed ninja oriented games. That's really cool. I'm, ah, a, I'm a very satisfied gamer right now. Mm, but you are. Even though you are only playing one out of three. I'm still satisfied. That's what I like about you, Steve. It doesn't take much to satisfy you. <laughs> now, this may surprise you, Steve. What's that? Cuphead is now out on the PS4. Doesn't surprise me. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, apparently, to everyone else, it's a bit of a surprise that it's been released on the PS4. And developer studio MDHR has announced a free update as well, coming to the existing Xbox One version. You see, if Cuphead can make it from Microsoft to PlayStation, why can't Final Fantasy make it from PlayStation to Microsoft, huh? Well, I mean, technically it has because there are Final Fantasies that are available on I, Xbox. You know <clears throat> what I refer to. It's backdoor deals there, Steve. <laughs> you know the Sony execs are uh, courting them big time. <laughs> you don't want that to go. Uh, Goodbye. <laughs> Take your lunch or something. <laughs> Keep you happy. The upcoming Xbox update will add a, de- a I was gonna say, delightful art gallery. <laughs> A digital art gallery, behind-the-scenes commentary features, and playable soundtrack to the game. No date has been given for the update release, however. Mm. But yeah, I'm going to pick that up because I would like to see Russ, all of that. You just love <clears throat> spending money. You're making it rain over here, Steve. I am a big believer in trying to keep this economy uh, trucking. You know, <laughs> everybody <laughs> else is saving. I'm a spending. <laughs> At least uh, this market, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It marks one of the last major platforms to see a Cuphead release after it sold 6 million copies across the Xbox, PC, Mac, and oh, Nintendo Switch. There you go. I actually forgot that it was on the oh, Nintendo gotta Switch. Oh, got to buy it for Nintendo Switch too, Russ. Nope, nope, no, no. I've bought the game already on Xbox. I just want to be able to get the DLC update just to see what all the hubbub is about. Not to mention, it's good to support quality small developers. Wouldn't you agree? I would. Going from a small, independent developer to a very large and in charge first part developer from Microsoft, Halo Infinities? Infinite. 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 Halo Infinite's campaign will support two player (gasps) local split screen and its official four player online campaign. So, uh, apparently, Jerry Hook, who is the head of design at 343 Industries, was on Twitter and made the announcement that while Halo Infinite will support four-player split-screen online, those playing locally will only be able to do so with one other person. Which, I gotta say, I mean, like, how many would you want on the screen? Like, a game like Halo, you probably want to just keep it at two-player split-screen. If you get, like... Although. Oh, oh, Steve has a... Although. I mean, I don't know four people. Relatively close to me. You are pretty antisocial, yeah. (laughs) So anyhow, you uh, are a hermit. <laughs> but Who's the weird bald bearded guy? <laughs> yeah, but right over the neighbors. He's tossing some sort of hollowed out frisbee. Yeah, I want to play Halo. <laughs> you down there in the corner. 
Um, it's so weird. Like you, you, you touched on something that is, uh, it's very funny to think about, about how like we as older gamers, I mean, like, like, do we creep out the younger generations? Like if we were just, hey, uh, uh, go to my house, play some games. And you're talking to like a 15 year old. You're like, uh, uh, I have to go home for dinner. <laughs> You creep me out, dude. Yeah. Uh, shouldn't you be at work or something? <laughs> Aren't you married and have kids? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's looking to be social. Uh, okay, it is creepy. I'm leaving. I thought we had something in common. What? <laughs> see you online, buddy. You guys see the t-shirt? I got colors and stuff on it. I'm just saying four player in the same room. You see, when you have when you have two player, mm. you know the other guy is looking at your screen the entire time. It well, okay, well, so it's co-op. Yeah, it's co-op, right. <laughs> but I, at the same time, I don't want them looking at my screen. Well, I'm looking at the at their own screen. Four quit player. Quit looking at my screen. Quit looking at my screen. Yeah, quit looking at my screen. My God. I'm just trying to coordinate where you are. I'm lost. Yeah. Four player though. Everyone's like it's so small because they're in their little quadrant. <laughs> is that a grunt? No, not it's me. Yeah, friendly fire happens way too often, but everyone's really paying attention to where they are. That's my radical. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I move up, what screen's gonna follow? Wait, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. everybody, synchronize your screen so it looks like one giant screen together. <laughs> if I crush my eyes, all four guns become one. Uh. Anyway, I'm just saying, not a bad idea. Uh, well, that's good, Steve. Was the original Halo you could do four players? What? But, but, but it but it was online multiplayer. Not online. Not it was, it was uh, the multiplayer yeah, it was maps. multiplayer maps. Right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That was a good times back then. Yeah, it four was. system link. Mm. You know, what is it? Sixteen players. Oh, that was yeah. Fantastic. What was was the one of the maps called Prisoner? Yeah, that was a good map. That was a good map. Blood Gulch. Blood Gulch. Good yeah, ah! a good one there. Classic. Yeah, I loved uh, blowing somebody up and then hearing from like the other room going, oh! <laughs> Got it! <laughs> Stay! Hey, this is better than 7.1 surround sound. <laughs> yeah. I have Where one. were we? <laughs> 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 Got caught up in Halo Nostalgia. The final story I have here, uh, this actually surprised me a little bit because I wasn't really aware of all the ins and outs of it. But the Outer Worlds publisher, who is Private Division, has announced that it's signed agreements to publish new games by Moon Studios. If you recall, Steve Moon Studios Ori. Is exactly. Uh, I remember. Now, what's interesting is that I thought that Moon Studios was a first-party developer okay. of Microsoft. Okay. I was wrong. You definitely were. They're, <laughs> they're uh, an independent developer, and I guess they struck some kind of deal. Anyway, there, there's a couple of things in here I, I was not aware of. First of all, details about the game are scant, as is no surprise. Uh, Moon Studios game will be a compelling action RPG, though, Ooh. which has me kind of chomping at the bit of, uh, a bit. I'm not chomping, but my ears are perked. <laughs> <laughs> now, one of the things that I w this is the other part that I was really surprised about. So Private Division apparently is a publisher that works with multiple different smaller developers. So somehow like like. Moon Studios, I, I guess, worked with Private Division, who then worked with Microsoft Game Studios to have Ori 
be published? I'm not exactly sure if that's uh, accurate. Okay. Or maybe Moon Studios like works directly with Microsoft Game Studios before the whole private division thing. That's the part I'm still a little foggy on. Don't but worry about it. Right? The other part that gets also a little bit of a, a surprise for me is the fact that Private Division was created by Take-Two Interactive as a publishing label for independent developers. So that's interesting because Take-Two Interactive is actually the parent company to uh, 2K Games, which is the publisher to uh, the studio that I work at, which ah. is 31st Union. So ah. it's kind of like this weird um, Kevin Bacon-esque connection thingy that's uh, going on around here. Yeah. But, um, I, you know, I, I'm curious to see uh, what the, the next title is going to be about. And also, is it going to remain exclusive to Xbox or are they going to try and make it like a multi-platform deal? I'm mm -hmm. not exactly sure, Steve. Right. Segwaying over into some movie news. We got some fun announcements here. Disney Pixar announces new animated film, Luca. Disney and Pixar uh, have announced this new original animated film, which will open in theaters next summer. We'll see if that actually happens or not, because we might still be in the same situation. The film will tell the story of a boy named Luca as he experiences an unforgettable summer in a seaside town on the Italian Riviera. Hmm. This might be one that's up your alley there, Steve, bringing back fond memories of your trip over to Italy. I tally. That's right. Variety reports that Luca is set to leap into theaters specifically on June 18th of 2021. We will see if that becomes a reality. Segwaying into a bit of more of the 4K video goodness. So there's two things here that I think both of us are going to dig. First of all, Back to the Future trilogy, Steve, is coming out on 4K. And not only that, but it comes with a tiny working hoverboard. How about Whoa, 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 whoa. But, not, <laughs> not, but okay. Also, like on a little like pedestal, like with the magnets, the hoverboard kind of flows. The right? hoverboards from Back to the Future 2 are a pop culture legend, Steve, as you well know. And the upcoming 4K Blu-ray release of the original trilogy finally does what we've all been wanting, wishing for since 1985, Steve. Shoes that tie themselves. It bring well th that that actually has come I out. That has come out. You're right. Uh, but no, it brings us a real working hoverboard. Fantastic. <clears throat> the Amazon edition of the Back to the Future 4K Blu-ray gift set includes the following. Of course, you get all three movies. There's no surprise there on 4K Blu-ray and standard Blu-ray. Digital codes for the movies as well. Blu-ray bonus disc with special features. <clears throat> And the one thing, though, I'm wondering is, are those special features features that have already been released? Are these, like, Because <laughs> I have, like, virtually every iteration of the Back to the Future. You don't have the Blu-ray Back to the Future. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. I, it's in my closet yeah, right there. Yeah, okay, I'll go look after it. <laughs> uh, has collectible packaging. We got to love uh, what they're going to do with it. I saw a little sneak peek of that. They, they did uh, spice it up a bit. But the biggest thing about it is that it has a levitating hoverboard. Right. You said <clears throat> well, I want to. I want to see pictures. I want to see it in action. I think that's awesome. That, that is a great marketing well, piece of swag. If I it is it myself. Well, there's also something where you can buy like a little floaty doty uh, Delorean. Delorean. Yeah, that's. I plan on picking that up. By the way, no, you don't. That is that. 
that is a nice little decoration for the desk. It is. Day. Yeah, that's true. Not to mention, you, you could just like just barely nudge it and it just kind of does a slow <laughs> little. <laughs> oh, 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 get struck by lightning. <laughs> <laughs> In addition to Amazon, Best Buy, and Target also have retailer-specific gift sets, although the Best Buy version does away with the hoverboard. What? In favor of a triple threat of exclusive Back to the Future steelbooks. No, no. I'm, I'm going for yeah, the hoverboard. Yeah, hoverboard Give all me the, way. the board of hover. Steelbooks, that's overrated. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, it would be nice, I will say, if, uh, if there was some sort of package that had both. Mm. I, however, will choose an actual levitating mini hoverboard every time. That's right. And the second movie that is also getting the 4K Ultra HD treatment for its 25th anniversary, Steve, goes to the show. <laughs> the cartoon? Uh-huh. Oh. This new release includes both 4K Ultra HD and Blu-ray discs, along with a 4K digital copy of the film. The 4K Ultra HD version supports both Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos, which should ensure this release is the new gold standard in terms of visual and audio fidelity, Steve. Mm. In addition to a commentary track from English translation writer um, and writer-producer, the English voice actor Richard Epgar and animation historian Charles, Charles Solomon, this Ghost in the Shell set will include two new bonus features. Accessing Section 9, 25 Years into the Future, and Landscapes and Dreamscapes, the art and architecture of Ghosts in the Shell. I mean, once again, I'm all in. Mm -hmm. I want to see all that. I want to be a part of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, well, I only got so much money to go around. Lionsgate will release the Ghost of the Shell 4K Ultra HD combo pack on Tuesday, September 8th. That's right around the corner. At an MSRP of Mercy. Just a mere $22.99. You, and oh, that's USD, by the way. <clears throat> Hence the dollar. Mm. Uh, not the ruble or the pound. <laughs> the yen. You can pre order the set on Amazon, Steve. And various other retailers, the Steel Book version can be purchased exclusively through once again Best Buy. Best, Bio. Best, Best Buy is all about the Steel Books these days. Bio Day Best. I got something for you, Russ. <gasps> oh, do you? Actually, just a little add-on. Apple today. You know they've been testifying in front of Congress and uh, as well as Google and uh, everybody else. I have heard. Yes. Do you hear they're uh, doing a four-to-one stock split? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, uh, what better way to try and uh, earn a little money for some Blu-ray discs and 4K <laughs> movies? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tim Cook's like, I want the hoverboard and the steelbooks. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm actually really excited about that. I think it's gonna be very nice. I might. It's yeah. Depending on what did they say when? No. They didn't give a release date. Uh, not in the article I read. I, it just said that they... I, it made me think because they. I didn't read all of what they was discussed in this uh, uh, congressional huh? hearing. So it almost makes me wonder if like something bad happened at the congressional hearing. And then Tim Cook goes, oh yeah, by the way, just to make everybody feel better, photo one stock split. Everyone's like, ah. Everybody erupts into an applause. I do find <laughs> it kind of interesting how 
the whole thing was scheduled in such a way where like they had the hearing with all the big CEOs <laughs> and then literally the next day like all of them had like earnings reports oh, and yeah. stock splits That's... and everything. Hey, it's a good old time over here. Come on. Nothing to see over there, guys. Yeah, like, keep your eyes over here. here. Yeah, really. <laughs> But again, I, I'm very excited about that. I'm glad to see that they're all doing so well. Tech is good. Tech is very good. I'm, I'm actually going to probably after the program take a look and see if they have announced when that's going to happen because I would like to get a brand new position back in Apple again. It just depends on uh, what my uh, moolah situation mm. is. Yeah, that's a problem. Well, sharpen your katanas, because it's time for the topic of the day! topic of the day is Ghost of Tsushima Impressions. Tsushima. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and this is a game that came out, I want to say, about two weeks ago now. Yeah. And both Steve and I have been playing it mm. quite a bit. I have no idea, however, how far you... How far are you in the game? What, are you in Act 1, 2, um, 3? Where, where are you? Well, I think I'm in Act 1. Well, okay, so where I am... I've passed the beginning. Oh, that's good. You, I'm glad you, you have pressed new game. I am very close to where you are, actually. How do you know where because I am? Because I was watching you uh, while I was playing, and after I actually... Stalking me, eh? I was trolling you. Yeah, that's the way I like it. So I was about done for the night, and I was thought, I think I will check on where Russ is. Just... Why not? And so I did, and then <laughs> you were like you had already finished fight like fighting this one boss that I had fought. And so anyhow, I don't know if you've done everything that I've done or I've done everything you've done, but around that night, we had done the same thing. So basically, I have I've I've been I've seen those horse prints before. Yeah. <laughs> like, did Russ just come through here? You know, that is really uh, funny to hear you say that because there were moments where I'd walk by and there were just like some random dead bodies with arrows and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, man. Someone really kinda... <laughs> didn't have much good aim, but there's like <laughs> eight arrows in this one guy. I'll just take it for my quiver. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> someone was drawing something in the dirt over here. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, but okay. So I'm making my way down the map. And I'm collecting people who are going to help me in the end. I you want to help me? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, you're good. You good? You good? You good? Who me? You're up. Uh huh. Uh -huh. You? You? No, hey. Me? No. Uh -huh. You. Anyhow, and so the I, there was like four things I had to do, and I found that armor set where you had to uh, fight that girl, and and you're the main character. Jen is going. Let's talk. Let's talk. She's like, no, that's fine. That's fine. He's like, no, 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 no. I don't want to fight. Let's just talk uh, for a minute. Yes, and yes, it's yes. Fun. It's funny because I had said the same thing you had said. I rewound <laughs> what you did. I'm like, I have to see that. <laughs> and so I, I'm fighting her. And at, and, and at the end of that little segment, she's like, okay, wait, wait, wait. 
let's talk. And like, no, now you want to talk. Now that yeah. we've like cut each other up and we're bleeding everywhere and, and I won, now you want to converse. Oh, like, thanks. Let's be peaceful now. And then you said like the exact same thing. I'm like, I'm going to have to watch it, watch your version of it. Cause that's pretty funny. Um, so I am on my way down. I have to find, um, this person's brother who is a blacksmith to sharpen my sword or do whatever he does. I found him. No doubt. <laughs> but I am right there. I'm I'm just about to uh, make make his acquaintance. <laughs> well, that's good. Steve. No, the um the open world aspect to it is probably one of the highlights for me so far within the game in the sense that like when I was playing Sekiro, Sekiro didn't have a very open world. No. You had these very distinct levels. They tried to disguise it in such a way where like you could have a choice as to like where you were going and you could revisit certain places you had been to already. But it was pretty linear in that regard because right. they had more of an emphasis on the skill building. Yeah. Which, I mean, you have skill building in this game too. Sure. But I think it's cool how they take more of like a Red Dead Redemption they approach do. or like a Witcher approach. Um, and there is something to be said for the ancient feudal Japan setting in an open world. And it's not so like mystical, like fantasy style, magic-y. It's more like kind of historically based in a sense. It, it is actually. And, you know, I go back and forth because I, I like both. I really like Sekiro in the sense that they went there in terms of more of like the fantastical, and spiritual. A good, there is, a, that is fantastic yeah, when they do that. Super, super cool. But I also really appreciate like what they've been doing with Ghost of Tsushima in the sense like like to your point, they seem to be more predominantly based in kind of like a real world uh, or old world type of setting, which is really cool. So the art direction is one of the things that everybody talks about with this game. Let's talk about it. One of the things that I find very surprising is how beautiful the island everywhere you go is. And you think, how can anybody fight like this in, the, in this paradise? <laughs> yeah, I thought the same thing. Yeah, th- there is that. What's interesting, though, is like the detail is not as good as some of the other games. Like, for instance, like the detail in RDR 2 is far and away more realistic. Right. There's just more of it. However, what's really neat about Ghost of Tsushima is it's a testament to the strong art direction where you have these like pops of saturated color and it works and you mix that with a really nice lighting system too. Like the lighting they have going on, um, you know, it's, I don't know if it's as good as RDR two or maybe it is, but it's just different in its own regard. But you know, from a stylized lighting perspective, there were so many times, even the, the last uh, playthrough I did, where I stopped and I just learned how to use the camera feature in the game because I kept coming up on these fantastic vistas. Yeah, I saw you do that too. <laughs> and, oh, you, You're like, you, oh, if I just adjust this <laughs> a little bit. I'm like, oh, this is fun. By the way, I didn't know if I was even doing it right because I ended up pressing the share button on the, the PS4 controller. I saw that too, yeah. And... I don't know if they actually have a different means within the game of actually taking a picture. Cause I, I mean, as you saw, I went through all of these different options. I'm like, I don't see any kind of like icon or button that says snap a picture. Everything. It was like everything, but that. So I assume that I did it correctly in terms of just taking a picture and maybe it got, you know what, Steve, 
I didn't even look to see if it got shared anywhere. I don't know if it's just chilling in my <laughs> PS4 hard drive or if it actually got sent to social media. I have to take a look at that. Maybe it got sent to Sucker Punch. But let me hear your thoughts on the art direction. Yeah, so I, I, I definitely understand what you're saying because, I, but I do think RDR2 did it better in a way because almost anywhere you were in Red Dead Redemption 2, it just looked beautiful. And you, you could have been in a tavern or like, you know, the bar and it would still look good. You could be outside and it still look good. This one, depending on where you are, it either looks phenomenal or to me, it looks kind of basic. Mm. And I, I think that's probably mostly at night. I don't know what if they do something different, like they just blur everything. I don't really know. But otherwise, yeah, I, I, I was thinking, I don't think I've stopped any other game, maybe Forza, possibly. No, not nearly as much, though. I mean, I did admire everything about Forza you know, Horizon 3 and 4, but um, I didn't stop and just soak in the spectacle of beauty and <clears throat> color and magnificence like I do this game. But I also did more of it with uh, RDR, too. But I th I've said similar things where I don't fast travel and I don't really go that fast through the game because yeah. I enjoy <laughs> the beauty of it. And, and partly that relaxes me because I've had like a stressful day and I want to unwind and yeah, I'm like slicing and dicing the bad, the baddies and making Julian fries out of them, but which is kind of exciting, but I, otherwise the horse riding and just running through fields of flowers and wind and rose petals flying. Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh. And all the wind and the, I mean, there's a tranquility the, quality yeah, to the entire you. thing that like you just, you feel like you're having a Zen moment half yeah. the time. It's like you, there's this, this, um, really striking contrast between times when you're in battle and it's all bloody and, and intense and stuff. And then the other side of it is like, you could just literally like just lay down in one of the, the exotic meadows and just take a nice long nap. Yeah. Well, there was one time where I found uh, one of those resting spots. It's like a hot spring. Yeah, you get all nude. Yeah, I was naked. And you show was off that hiney. Reflecting on whatever I was reflecting on. But I mean, I'm naked was, and I'm thinking about my mom. Yeah. Odd. I know. Um, so, <laughs> thinking about my mom the, the, and I'm, my dog. It's like, it's cool. <laughs> It's cool in the sense that, like, you know, you, you have the moment to reflect as you, like, extend your health meter or whatever. But it is kind of funny how, like, you are naked in a hot spring somewhere and you're thinking about, like, I don't know, like a, a woman that you just met or something. Or you think about your mom, you're like, eh, I'd rather think about my katana. Yeah. But so the pool was like. Or perhaps some sushi. Yeah. The pool was like this turquoise. And the sky was blue. A lot of the trees surrounding were had yellow leaves. The grass was green, and there was one like red tree. Like there was color, and of course the like the rocks, which are you know a mix of white to black. Yeah, I mean it was just so much color. I thought, man, this, I I don't I don't want to leave. I just want to go to sleep right here and wake up and then start my day again. Yeah, the colors are so rich in the in the game itself, yeah. and like I said, I I never really thought about how if you were to approach color theory in that way, how, um, like I said earlier, it, it, there's just a striking quality to it. It's almost like, like, like the colors in some, t I don't know, in some way it's like, it's like a neon 
like oh, like oversaturation, but it's like in a good way. Like I love seeing the crazy deep red leaves get blowing around or I mean, maybe they're like really uh, hot pink or I don't know. I mean, like, like there's, there are so many different types of colors and color combinations that just really work. And it makes me, I can tell you this, it makes me want to visit Japan even more if, if um, they are at least half accurate with all this stuff. Um, you know, I know at least with the, what are the, the cherry blossom trees? The, yeah. Uh, Sakura. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> You so you got the, yeah, the the pink blossoms from that, but I'd be curious to know if there are other types of trees that have that range of color because it's it's something for sure. Yeah. One one of the other things I thought would be um, worthy of talking about and analyzing is the UI. And when I first got into the UI design, um, it, I, I gotta say it was a little intimidating. It was. Just because of the the sheer amount of options and things to yeah. unlock and the abilities to master and everything else, like I, I really, uh, the first couple of times I was in there, I was like, man, I don't know where like, I know where the map is. I feel good about that, but everything else, like, man, I'm not exactly sure what's going on. Since that time, though, right, I have gotten conditioned to understand the layout of where everything exists within this UI, and I've come to really like it. I, I like how there is kind of a, a conscious movement toward it being kind of more of that artistic, once again, that, that um, feudal ancient Japan um, kind of art style that, that's in there. And I find myself having a lot of fun just slowly but surely upgrading myself and abilities. What about you? Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. In the beginning, I was trying to learn everything. I was... Well, what I was doing is because I played the game straight up on Twitch and I I was learning as I was going and I was actually going a little bit fast because I figured if I was watching somebody play the game for the first time, I don't want to sit there and watch them kind of navigate through the menu options. You know, I want to see some action. Sure. And so I read it really quick and uh, didn't remember actually a lot of stuff, which is why I've been playing with the game in English and not in Japanese. And, and then, so I thought, okay, well, how did I get back there? And then at some point I wanted to turn down the voices because I kept dying repeatedly and I got tired of them mocking me. Uh. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so I had to figure out where, where that was. And, and then at some point I forgot what some of the moves were. I, I, I there's a, a sidestep that you can do and the, but then it would work sometimes and then not work other times. I don't know. And then I figured out, I, I did figure everything out and it's, it's pretty you know good to go now, but yes, in the beginning and for a while, I was, uh, it was, I was a bit lost. And it's, uh, totally okay because I was right there with you. Thank you, Russ. Now, when it comes to the storyline, it sounds as though you and I are, are more or less kind of in the, the same act, uh, doing the same type of thing. And we haven't been given too much of the story. We know that, yeah. that there's a, an invasion. Our uncle's been taken prisoner. The Mongols. The Mongols, that's right. right. Where we get our Mongolian beef, no right. doubt. Right. Thank you for that, by the way. And uh, it's... <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're kind of in, in this recruitment mode. Right. Trying to find the, the, the leftovers that are still around and, and we're trying to build a force up and that sort of thing. So we really haven't gotten to the point where we're getting to the juicy plots Morsels, and subplots yeah. and plot twists and the foreshadowing of uh, bigger, badder things to happen and the ironies and all that kind of stuff. 
Having said that, though, what do you think of what you've been presented so far? So, I mean, it's 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 your first person, or third person. Uh, it's like it's like <laughs> it's your seventh person. It's like it's Wait. literally your our, seventh samurai, your uh, Red Dead Redemption, but with samurais. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was going to ask my parents to GTA too, but that's probably a little, little bit of a stretch, but similar in that there's like tons of stuff to do in the map. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I don't mind that there's a bunch of errands and side quests that you can do because it's just more exploration, which I, I really like. Um, I will say though that I, I think some of the, the, the character interactions are a bit shallow, I mean, there just doesn't seem to be much depth there. I mean, I, I like Jen, but I feel that in other types of those games like The Witcher or RDR2 or even, I guess even GTA, a lot of people you run into have these very strong personality types. And it could just be because, well, there's a war rampaging through the, na- <laughs> the nation. And so everyone's kind of like, oh, hey, uh, thanks for not killing me. Um, <laughs> maybe I can assist your journey sort of thing. I don't know. Um, but this a little it, more intense than the coronavirus. Yeah, slightly. So that could be it too. Um, also, and this might be a, a me thinking in my Western brain, but during communication between the characters, there's not there's not a lot of whole lot going on. Like if I talk, I'm using my hands, or I'm, I might be kind of like shifting my position a little bit. But oh I'm yeah, using my body yeah, to yeah. talk. And, and it seems like there's a lot, there's just two static characters talking to each other without much going on. And so that just might be a Western thing that we do. It's totally a Western and thing. Possibly, okay. Yeah, I think that, that they did a lot of studying of the Eastern cultures. And, and I think that that is probably pretty accurate to just how a lot of the, the discourse goes on over there. But another thing that's worth mentioning is the music and sound effects. So the sound effects are absolutely pristine, crisp, love them all. Uh, especially like if you put on a, a headphones, um, it, it's man, like, like the, there's, there's like the certain sounds where like you can hear the trees. Like if you, if you're walking through a forest, for example, you can hear the woods stretching and kind of, um, moaning against the wind and how the, how like their branches kind of, uh, brush up against each other and stuff. I mean, it, it is fantastic. And the music is some of the most beautiful sounding music I have heard in recent memory when it comes to video games. I mean, like I, I think I mentioned actually the last time I was streaming about how I could listen to this, this soundtrack all day long. And you know, you want to talk about lowering your blood pressure. You just listen to it and it is so serene and beautiful. It is soothing. Have you have you uh, played your flute a little bit? You walked I around. Did. Yeah, I did by accident. It was the funniest thing. Where like I was trying to figure out how to sheathe my sword. Yeah, and I could not for the longest time figure it out. I was doing every other type of random animation in there. <laughs> I was trying to do the thing where like, you know, after I vanquished like five foes or something, I wanted to be able to like do the cool sheathing of the sword, you know, you, you know, jerk the, the enemy blood off my sword and then do the cool, like, you know, so <laughs> I was trying to figure that out. And instead I whip out my flute and I start, you know, playing my flute. Like I'm Peter Pan around these dead bodies. I'm just like, yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> All right. However, 
I do love those little touches though. I love the idea of how like if you swipe down on the on the touchpad, you will bow. I did you, not know that. Yeah, you'll do a formal bow, which is cool because because like like one of the things I was doing was after I defeated my foes is out of a sign of I just found myself like out of a sign of respect after the battle. I just bowed to them as they went into the afterlife kind of thing. But then also if if you're going into like say little villages or you're meeting up with other people. It's fun because it gets me more into that cultured mindset of like that. That's that's how what you do when yeah. you're there. And so I thought that was really cool. But the flute as well, it was fun because you you know you can pull that out like when you're on horseback. You can pull. Oh, of course, you can pull it out when you're walking around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, horsey, you want to you want to try it? <laughs> um, probably, but I'm, probably get a little, couple of bouncy notes out of there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I, I appreciate how somebody on the team said, you know, we really need to, to implement some of these very <laughs> like straightforward types of additions that, that, you know, are really simple, but I think it helps to immerse the player more into this world. Cause I dig it's like one of the things that I do miss is how you cannot really interact with your horse. You can whistle for your horse. That's similar to that of like, you know, RDR or in um, the Witcher, but like you can't, there's no, there's no type of gameplay option to actually feed your horse. You can't pet your horse. You can't calm it down with your voice. You know, those are things that I find, I find myself missing right. as I'm playing this game because I really enjoy doing that with like Red Dead Redemption 2, for instance. And I didn't realize how much of a lasting impact that had where like now it's like if I play a game that has horseback riding, the bar of, of expectation has been risen to that point where it's like it should be standard that I have these things going on because it makes me bond with my horse that right. much more. So Yeah, your horse is kind of a means to an end with this one. Yeah, yeah. Um... Did you have anything you'd like to say? I know that we kind of digress a little bit off that, but regarding the music and sound, or there, are, I think you can actually get the soundtrack. I really, think, I think the soundtrack is available. Yeah, uh, I forgot where you can get it, but I I did read something where like the composer has a soundtrack. You can get it. Last but not least, combat mechanics. This is like the the meat and potatoes uh, of the game about itself. It. Yeah. I'm curious to know your thoughts on it because you never played Sekiro, right? So I want to know, what do you think of it so far? So it's fine, but it's not great. I'll put it that way. Where um, I'm I'm hitting the directional pad towards like somebody I want to engage with. And if I'm not like precise, then I'm slicing the grass and I'm like going everywhere else. Like, try, but the enemy that I'm trying to like arrow over to, I'm like, dude, let's go. And especially if I'm trying to do, <laughs> your enemy's like, what's he doing? Yeah, he's really angry at that <laughs> tree. Uh, what that tree did to him? Death of a thousand cuts. Yeah, I need some kindling for my fire. So, or like, um, and there, there's been times where I'm trying to dodge, like someone's going to do a big like spear. Uh, stab, and I'm like hitting the circle and trying to roll away, and then I'm just like uh, my gin ends up just walking around, mm. and then I end up getting stabbed. I'm like I'm hitting. I I mean, if you watch the Twitch, I'm like I'm hitting the circle button. Like let's I'm go. I'm totally gonna watch it because I bet you got frustrated. Oh man. So I mean, there's been times like that, or um, like I mean, even when well, I was I was gonna move on from combat mechanics, but um, 
anyhow, like there was times where like I was above somebody and I couldn't assassinate him. Like I had to be like in the exact precise spot. But then if I other other times where I if I jumped off a roof or something um, and was about to land, um, the square button would appear like over him, like I could assassinate and then I would elevate in the air again and then assassinate him. So, I mean, it's it's fine. It works, but um, it, it definitely could use uh, some 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 polish. Okay. So as everybody is well aware, I was playing through Sekiro before I played this game and Matt was able to master the combat in there. And that is probably one of the hardest games I've ever played in my life. It demanded that you have the absolute perfect timing, but it also had the responsive controls to match, which was a huge testament to that game. Uh, When it comes to this game, this game is not as hard as Sekiro. But that's not a bad thing at all. I, I, I will say there is still a healthy dose of challenge to be had when it comes to the combat itself. And the enemy classes are a bit different here than they were in Sekiro. Like there, there are certain ones that like, like for instance, like the guys with the spears, that kind of, of enemy type was in Sekiro. And they were also challenging in their own way. I'll say they were harder in Sekiro than they are here. But I find myself um, really enjoying how this game has different types of swordplay styles. Like, like one of the things that I've really started to enjoy is like if I'm having an enemy who has a sword and a shield, I will change my stance up during the combat. It's called like the water stance or something right. like that. But like it's it's specifically designed to fight against people who have shields. And then if there's someone who's coming at me with, with like two swords, I will go back to the, the previous sword fighting style. I think that's terrific. And I love how there are additional sword like fighting styles that I have not unlocked yet. And even the ones that I have unlocked, you can upgrade your move list within right. those as well. So I think all of that is fantastic. It's interesting too, because in Sekiro, I was way more stealthy. Like Sekiro, I was like straight up ninja. Like I, you know, strike as much as I could from the shadows. And then if I had to, to take someone on uh, from the front, then I would. But in Ghost of Tsushima, it's the opposite. Like I actually really love not being stealthy. Like I just straight up walk up to people and I love the standoff feature where like you call them out, you know, like bring your best champion or whatever, you know, and sometimes they, come forward and sometimes they don't bring their best though, Russ. They, you know, they work with what they have, Steve. Well, usually I'm like, I want to fight the big guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then like the, you got some little slender shrimpy yeah, dude. You're like, yeah. Okay, uh, eat your rice first. Right. Yeah. Really. This is uh, like I've I've surveyed the little like bandit camp. I'm like, I want to fight the big dude. And then like the the guy with who's like scrawny and doesn't have any armor and like no shield comes like the easiest guy to kill or like an archer or something I'm like. <laughs> All right, this is gonna be hard. <laughs> this one kill is gonna be easy, and then like I'm gonna have to fight the brute. One of the first things that I unlocked with my my what are they called technique points? Yeah, is the successive strikes when it comes to a standoff. I just did that. I had I it's had pretty the, satisfying. I just huh? got the third one. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you, you feel like a badass. Like, like when you pull off all three of those, you're just like, oh, yeah. Have you done the uh, the bamboo stuff, the bamboo strike? I don't think so. Oh, you haven't, have you? 
Describe so, uh, it. Well, I'm learning it. And oh. so what happens is you follow a little golden bird that's flying around at some points, and at some times it leads you to a little table with some bamboo sticking up. Okay. Bamboo sticks. And it gives you a series of button presses that you have to do. And you have to do three strikes, or three slashes, I should say. And as you cut through, like, like the first one, there's three bamboo uh, sticks. And or husks, or I don't know how you refer to bamboo, really, but um, and so <laughs> three might, pieces of bamboo, three pieces of bamboo, and so you might have to hit. That's such a fun word, by the way, bamboo. This bamboo. is fun to say. Yeah. How is your bamboo today? And so it might say like triangle x triangle, and you have to hit that really quick, and then he'll slice through all three, and then it gives you like more bamboo with like more uh, button presses that do it in like a faster sequence, and then it'll do a, a third one that's like. 10 button presses you're like but like in one second <laughs> trying to like hit 10 buttons and then he'll slice through it I, i'm almost done learning that so what do you get out of it you get some new like strike or something oh i'm learning Ross. the golden bird thing is something i haven't really been actively pursuing until just recently where like i started doing the whole like oh here's the nice like hot springs thing and i'm nude and everything else so you know I, I've, I've done that a couple of times right but I haven't been actively following. Like I've seen several birds. Um, you know, Sean's been watching me a couple of times and he would text me. He's like, what are you doing? You need to follow the bird. I'm like, oh, I'm going over here and rescuing people first. So it's, I'm going to have to double back. Oh, and- speaking of which, I felt awful because I went to a camp. And I was trying to be stealthy. You murdered all of the town folk, <laughs> yeah. didn't you? You're an enemy. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, no, someone was like, I don't know where they are. I don't know where they are. And I'm like, oh, man, I got to I gotta assassinate everybody so I can save this little, like, husband and wife. And so I I messed up. And <laughs> I, I, I did assassinate, like, three guys. But I didn't see, like, the fourth one. And he was like, oh. And then, and then uh, you know, it was, the alarm was raised. And, um, I mean... I was a one-man army, Russ. I killed everybody. But I went into the house, and then they had, um, the baddies had, um, it was just not worth my time, Russ, at that point. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why I was even there. I, yeah. Steve, but well, I, a little late to the party on that one, weren't you? I felt bad. Mm. I did. I thought, can I do a do-over? All for naught, wasn't it, it? I was like, can I do a do-over? And then it was like, saving Saving, saving, I'm like nuts. I have got to say that I have been actually very good at preventing that sort of thing from happening. Every time I go into some sort of battle and like all of a sudden you have to look for a character, one of the enemies that mm. has the red skull crossbones icon that appears. <laughs> if you see that, forget about anybody else who you're fighting <laughs> and sprint toward them and take them out. It is the coolest thing that I, I learned on mistake. Like, well, it's kind of a mistake, but at the same time, I want to say it's more gamer instinct. Cause I saw that. I'm like, no, I think I know what that is. Totally made a run for it. Took him out. I got a, um, kind of a rash of crap from, uh, the bowman who was like, we don't do that to samurai. And I'm like, dude, that person would have died if I hadn't done that. But no, so far I've, I've been able to keep everybody around me to my knowledge, uh, completely alive because I watch for that. Because those, you know, those enemies, uh, they're, uh, they're, they're POSs, Steve. You know, they, they, they try and uh, strike down the, um, the innocent I, I folk. I think I know what you're talking about because I had to, when we got that special set of armor. Yes. 
And you had to, to, to defend the musician? Yes. That was a pain in my patootie. Mm-hmm. Because they I got, came out of everywhere, didn't they? They came out of everywhere. And I think what the game wanted me to do was to play Archer, dude. Yes. <laughs> Same thing. And so I was like, okay, enemies, uh, sword. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though the game like per, like precisely said, this is specifically for archery. And I'm right. like, oh, cool. New armor. Oh, enemy, sword, sword play. <laughs> And so I like ran, I was running at three different points, like exhausted sprinting everywhere. And enemies are coming from the left and from the right and from like straight on. I'm like, I was getting so frustrated. And I, and I ended up like winning overall, but not, not until I did it like five times. I'm like, screw this. I'm ready for bed. And then I, 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 I won. And then Jen goes, oh, this armor is so good for archery. I'm like, it was? Yeah. Is that why that description I, was there? I totally said the same Ugh. thing. I was just like, well, I'm pretty sure that this whole section was supposed to be with the bow and arrow. Yeah. However, <laughs> I opted for the sword because yeah. I was huffing and puffing all over the field too. Yeah. And like there were multiple times where like the whole like red skull and yeah. crossbones icon came up like, yeah. oh no, you don't. Yeah. I finally like, yeah, I'm like, is that why all these arrows are lying around available everywhere? Hmm. I'm not like connecting the dots. But yeah, there was like the big, like the big grunt guy was about to kill him. And I shot, I, that's like the one arrow that I shot and I got a headshot. I'm like, no, and I was all the way across like the other rock. I'm like, we are going to have to try out the armor though, because especially with the amount of, of enemies that were coming forth with that particular section, yeah, I want to know if there's some kind of like rapid fire ability or something there that, that I don't know, increases your aim. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure that, that you can equip the armor and just try it out on like a next engagement or whatever, but really, really cool. Um, well, is there anything else that, that you wanted to mention before we wrap up? Do you prefer playing it in, in English or Japanese, Ross? Japanese. It, it is a bit of a bummer in the sense that you can tell that the, the facial animations were designed for the English right. version. And yeah. They, for whatever reason, I don't know if they ran out of time or what, but they just, it doesn't match. But yeah. at the same, you know, when I think about it, because I'm, I have it set to Japanese, my eyeballs are looking more at the subtitles to see what they're saying as opposed to their faces. Yeah. So it really is not that big of a deal. Well, that's definitely true. I mean, I, I want to play the game all in Japanese and I want to really replay it in, in English because they're, there's yeah. two different expressions in both languages. Totally, yeah. And what I what one thing I miss is while I'm reading the the the, the text, I'm not looking at the screen, or yeah. I'm not looking at what's happening in the screen. I'm reading right. the text, and that and sometimes there's a lot of dialogue, and I'm missing a whole lot. So, yeah, I think the second time I play through, because I'm very sure I'm going to be playing this through a second time, is I'll right. probably just go to black and white mode and go into English, just to be able to, to sounds good do both of those, but. I got to say, I'm really impressed with the game so far. I think that it's a lot of fun to play. I'm glad that I picked it up. And I think it's it's a, a wonderful testament to the, the dedication uh, with the folks over at Sucker Punch. It's amazing to me when I think of Sucker Punch because, like, the only game I can think of that, that I'm familiar with is Sly Cooper, which was that raccoon platformer type game that came out a while back. And I, did, did they do Infamous? I think so. There, Maybe. there was another game that they did, but I never played it. Yeah. So anyway, this was a big undertaking for that particular studio, I think. And you can tell that it's, it was a, lo a love letter to 
the genre as well as uh, the source or subject material itself. I will say that, and this is, I'm just stating the obvious here, but you playing on your PS4 Pro, and I was watching on my little iPhone, I could tell a lot more detail <laughs> than on my on my TV with my regular PS4. I mean, and it's beautiful as it is, but you could definitely tell that they had, and which is absolutely fine. Actually, I'm thankful they they did it this way because when and when we get our PS5s, the game is going to look redonk. Yeah. Um. So 4K. But, yeah, yeah. It's going to be beautiful. It will. That wraps up this episode of Joygasm. Make sure you tune in next week. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm, which is spelled J-O-Y-G-A-S-M, and consider becoming a monthly contributor. You'll get exclusive perks and early access to the show, not to mention it really helps us continue doing what we love to do. Also, you can follow us on social media and YouTube. Just do a search for Joygasm TV. Last but not least, search Joygasm TV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. We'll see you next week.